Stephen and Jess. Stephen and Jess. Stories by Fly in the Nest. Fly in the little podcast by Stephen and Jess. Stories. It's been ages since we sat in this room. It feels like it's been ages because so much has happened lately. I know. And we kind of, usually we don't, but we kind of pre-filmed the last two episodes because one, your parents were quickly flying back to Cairns and two, the DNA results came in. So we wanted to film that as soon as possible. Yes. I feel like we actually haven't spoken to you guys for three weeks and a lot has happened. A lot, a lot has happened. I mean, wow. We went into lockdown. Yeah. We went into a full-blown lockdown. First time ever, a lot of you, if you've seen our videos, you've probably seen us walk around, you know, Perth without any masks on. Like, we've been thankful where we live, you know, knock on wood, COVID really hasn't existed here for 10 months. Yeah, so for 10 and a half months, we actually had zero community transmission. And I know a lot of people watching our videos going, where is your masks? We were flying, even flying without a mask. And what happened, Stephen? Well, there was an issue with someone with our hotel quarantine. So if you come to Australia, um, whether you live here or if you're coming here, you need to pay, I think, $3,000 and you have to go into hotel quarantine for 14 days. Whether you have COVID, whether you don't have COVID, you go into quarantine. And that's worked really well. I think that's why Australia really hasn't had COVID. Yes. So then I think and... Have they done an investigation? I- so what happened was a hotel worker at one of these quarantine hotels caught the coronavirus. Do you still call it coronavirus or is it just COVID-19? I don't know. Like, which one do you use? I don't know. Is that weird? All I can picture is was a Cardi Coronavirus. B. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The hotel worker caught coronavirus <laughs> from someone who was quarantining who actually had the UK strain. And they found out that he had it and he'd gone all over Perth, basically. So what they do is they ask him, where have you been? And he'd been to like 13 or 14 places in a day. And we're like, why did this guy, why did this guy travel all over in his one day off? But anyway, he found out he had it. And so instantly we went into lockdown, like... Everyone rushed to the shops, of course, even though <laughs> yeah. nothing was going to run out. I know. <laughs> um, they panic bought. We went into a full-blown lockdown and Cleo decided just before lockdown, why doesn't she move in with us for the five uh-huh, days? That was the best idea. I so loved she got, it. She got to stay yeah. and hang out with a little hunter for five days, which I kind of felt bad about because during that five days of lockdown, <laughs> it, it was... It's probably the hardest week I've ever had with Hunter and it had to be the week that Cleo was with her 24-7. No, she was still fine. Like, uh, I, But that was the hardest. Like, yeah. She w- didn't really want to nap and yeah. something was – I think she was going through a leap. So that week and it was like the moment lockdown ended, Hunter was just, just back to normal. To I don't think she wanted to go into lockdown. Me. You needed yeah, me, yeah. okay? I, I really needed Cleo that week and it helped. Um yeah, so we did we did that. So it ended up being five day lockdown. Uh, we couldn't really leave our house, and, and I we think had to... did they say over the five days or over the time they've had over a hundred thousand people get tested, and yeah. no one caught it. Yeah, it's so strange. I was so shocked that was no shocked. one caught it. Yeah. So it meant that after the five days, we went out of lockdown. And actually, another big thing that happened during lockdown is the moment lockdown happened, a crazy fire started. Over the five days, I think 80 homes were lost. We had ash falling in our backyard. Mm-hmm. I had one of um, the bathroom door open and a, a bathroom window open. I didn't realize. And after the five days, I was cleaning the bathroom and there was ash all through the bathtub and I was wiping it all out. I was oh like, wow, because I didn't realize how close we were. Yeah, we were. Um, so that was absolutely crazy. And then once the lockdown ended because no one had con- um, contracted the virus, uh, the next seven days, was it? We all had to wear a mask. And you guys have seen in the video, (laughs) I know it's become in like a lot of countries, it's just the norm now to wear masks, but Stephen definitely needs a course on how to wear a mask because everyone, (laughs) van video, I was roasted, absolutely roasted because everyone's like, how does he not know? This just shows they're like (laughs) such a WA people don't know how to even wear a mask. Someone (laughs) said I get nine out of 10 for my last mask wearing and he gave you a one out of 10. Or zero. I think they (laughs) He gave Hunter a zero out of 10 because she just kept ripping it off our face. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Yeah. But that was just a crazy two weeks and yeah, luckily we're out of it, which is really nice. Yes. We now no longer have to wear masks because no one else has had it. So that's kind of, I know. I just thought we would share that because I know it's different in every country and people might, might be interested what it's like here in Australia. And you can really see 
how strict it is. Yeah. Like the moment one person catches it, full blown lockdown for five days. Any day it can change. Yeah, any day. Yeah. And now we learned that because I yeah. think we were all getting really comfortable. Yeah, we were. And now we're I like, didn't even oh, have wow. a mask. Yeah. It was like, I didn't even have a mask. Like Cleo, she works at like a beauty place, so yeah. they happen to have masks. Yeah. So the moment it happened, we're like, Cleo, you need to grab masks <laughs> from your work. We don't have anything. Yeah. And all the stores had sold out. I know. Another exciting thing happened is this was the uh, the day or a couple of days before the lockdown went. So within our three weeks of the last catch up. Yes. We had something very exciting happen. We got our very first kind of tourism board kind of job since moving back home, since like being here for almost a year now. We haven't left Perth for a year. So it was very exciting. We got this email because, of course, um, we kind of earn our living when we're kind of traveling um that's probably another whole nother podcast to break that down but when COVID happened um when COVID hit I was just about to have a baby we had just used all our savings on buying a house and we found out we basically couldn't keep doing our job we couldn't travel we couldn't make money working with tourism boards and really Steve and I were like are we still going to be able to do YouTube Mm. Like we weren't sure what was going to happen. And thankfully, and thanks to you guys as well, that you allowed us to start working with a couple of companies like Squarespace, who has really helped us throughout this year be able to keep going. And yeah, three weeks ago, we got our first ever tourism board job again after almost a year. And it was a huge job because it was with the Australian tourism board. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. It was like they're doing a big campaign. um, Travel here this year. Travel here this year. Or holiday here this year. Good one. Um, So it was really cool just to encourage Aussies to get out there. And they wanted us to kind of represent WA, which was really awesome. And it was so much fun. We went down to... um, down down south to our favourite spot and we just had a really fun weekend making the video. Yeah. So and it was a good time because I think like the day we got back, lockdown happened. So yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. That happened like so fast. I didn't even know you guys were down south. I know it I happened. was like on your Instagram, I was like, where are you? I was just with you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's another interesting story is sometimes when you do work in the travel field, yeah. they will just message Straight you. Away. You have to go, pack your bags. Yeah, so yes. we got this, we got an email on the Wednesday, I think, and then by the Friday we were off down south filming. Yeah, and we were I like, remember. oh my God, so fast. <laughs> But I can't believe we actually did it. They couldn't believe we did it with Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. They're like, oh, I can't believe you guys did that quick turnaround with a eight-month-old as yeah. well. So we're like, yeah. She's a trooper. She is such a trooper. So good. Um, the van's coming along really good. <gasps> I just got back from there. So, of course. Uh, we, we have lights now. I know. Yes. That happened just today. Cool. Yeah, it's really starting to look super homely now, which yeah. is so good because for so long it doesn't look like anything. And yeah. then it just like. And then it just, oh, wow, it, you can see the progress. And I think in the last episode, which we kind of did our kitchen a little bit. Yeah. A lot today of today you've been it. working on the bathroom. Well, our outdoor shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's Tuesday now and we're, we've been doing a lot this week and excited to show you guys the updates. We're getting really video. close to finishing. Like, I feel like we might be four weeks out. On finishing. Oh How crazy God. is that? So technically, be? like, no, I think you need another three yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready to go traveling. <laughs> oh, wait, we, we yeah. cannot wait. Yeah, so <laughs> there literally could be two more podcasts in this room before we have to pack no. up the house. I know. How crazy is that? It's yeah. gone far. It, it has. I'm excited. Though. This, yeah, not just the van, but the entire year has gone so fast. Yeah. We just got like our renewal for our home insurance for the year. And yeah, we've almost oh, been in this house wow. for a year. That's yeah. crazy. I know. Time flies. Time flies so much. But um, also, I mean, guys, sorry, this is the biggest intro ever. Three weeks. Wait, have you even told them our names yet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Stories from Flying the Nest. I'm your The number one travel podcast, whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone's like, is it a travel podcast? Yes, it is. It is, it is. It will be. It soon will. Give us like three more episodes and we'll be on the road. (laughs) Um, Yep, your favourite travel podcast found where all good podcasts are found. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, next to... Jessica. Hello. (laughs) And opposite... Cleo. Yes. <laughs> or Claire. Claire or, or Claire. Cello or Chloe. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. Um, okay, pleasantries done. Continue with what we've been up to for the last three weeks. <clears throat> I'm Jake. feeling parched. Oh, yeah. oh my oh. God. I was literally about to say that. I was like, here we are waffling away. I'm like, 
feeling a bit parched. Ooh, I think we need to get a spreadsheet going on which ones we'd gone through because I picked this one up, which is a tropical mango. Oh. This will be Cleo. One of Cleo's favorite juices is mango. So when I saw yeah. Stephen pick this up, I was like, oh, I think Cleo's going to like this Ooh. one. Yeah. But yeah, when we're at the shops, we're like, wait, have we had this one? But no. No, no. I think we had the pineapple one. Yes. Yes, yes. tropical pineapple. Yeah, that's it. I've actually seen some people going out there and finding these more unique flavors and trying oh. them. I got a message today from someone. Um, yeah, you're going to need to find them on the road. I know. I know. I, oh, I'm going to need to go find them on the road. Yes. <laughs> we need you to be drinking the same yeah. thing we're drinking. But someone said. I'm popping early. I'm too think, thirsty. <laughs> I think they said they lived in Illinois. Um, I could be getting this wrong, but like, I just drank the very last ginger beer because my shop Stop selling them. <gasps> oh, no. God, imagine that. Why? I hope you save it every drop. Like if there's a zombie apocalypse out there and what happens when they stop making these? <laughs> How are you you need to start stocking it right now. <laughs> but I I put, um, on Instagram. Panic buying Bundaberg. <laughs> on Instagram story, I shared that uh, we put our – wait, can you open mine? I can't. I've been tr- – oh, I'm going to struggle. There you go. Cleo, did all right. Cheers, Cleo. Cheers. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah, on Instagram stories, I showed that we had put in our fridge – and I was like, oh, hopefully there's enough room for snacks. And then everyone wrote, um, cheers? cheers, Steve. Everyone cheers. wrote, um, <laughs> you mean there needs to be enough room for Bundaberg ginger beer. Yes, mm. that's what the drawers are for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yum. That's re- that literally tastes yeah, like a so mango. Nice. Like a sparkling mango. Yeah, it does. Wow. I know. That's so good. Hunter oh. just tried mango and she loves it. Oh, obsessed. she, because the yes. mangoes are really ripe right now and she yeah. is obsessed. Does she have one in Queensland? Oh, she did, but she, she didn't did. really oh. swallow it. Like, she couldn't taste it. She just tried. Yeah. She this still was learning. the first time she was able to put it in her mouth, chew it and swallow it. She and loves her anything. eyes were like, oh, my God. <laughs> can we, by the way, before we keep going, can we give the Hunter update? Because she's just being so cute right oh, now. Oh, she's being so cute right now. She's getting, like, cuter every single day. So she is full. She's eight months old, by the way. If you don't know, Hunter <laughs> is our baby girl. And um, everybody knows who Hunter is. <laughs> <laughs> she is full-blown crawling now, like, crawling all over. She now pulls herself up, and today was the first time I ever saw her walk a little bit along the furniture. That's so cool. I know. Oh I was a very gosh. proud mum moment, I know, which means she's going to start getting into everything. It's like every week she's doing something, and it's I know. so fast. I know. That's why well, every time I'm like trying to capture it all. Yeah. How they say the whole leap thing when she was grumpy when you were over, yeah. it's because after the leap they generally learn something, and since then she's been climbing so much. Yeah. So I tested that. So it's that. worth it. going through all the leap for her. All that crying was all worth it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's you were staying over. Yeah, yeah it was like literally the moment you left, she was so happy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jake even made, made a joke yeah, about that. Yeah, he was that. like, why is it when Cleo left, she's all good now? I was like, oh, I don't know. Simply hates me. <laughs> uh, wait, another thing that we did today. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So, sorry, one more thing is yeah. it was so cute. So today, Cleo and I took Hunter. They call it a messy playgroup. And she just loved it so much. So it's basically all these little kid pools. One's full of slime, one's full of jello, one's full of cooked pasta. But Hunter loved this one. It was just pure cocoa powder with flour and water. And she and it tastes so disgusting and bitter. But she loved I, it. For lunch, she basically <laughs> ate cocoa powder and flour That's and so was funny. covered head to toe. You need to put up a picture, Steve. I will. I'll pop a picture up. She was it, the messiest baby there. After class, they had showers there. I had to stand fully clothed just with Hunter under the shower. (laughs) And I I drive home and I'm like, if a cop pulls me over right now, I've got cocoa powder all over myself. I'm dripping wet. And Hunter's in the back in just her nappy. Yeah. Like, what sort of mum's this? I know. Uh, The best. That's the end of my Hunter update. Oh, yes. (laughs) I definitely need to come to one next week. My only complaint is why is it not on Monday, Messy Monday, that marketing writes itself? That would have Messy Tuesday. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but speaking of Jake, who probably a lot of you have not seen on the vlogs, he moved in with us in December. He's moving out with us, moving out this week, isn't he? Yeah, I'm so proud of him. So Jake, if you don't know, he's my little brother, but he's way taller than me, so... He's not really my little brother. Um, (laughs) And he went to uni over in Queensland and he studied environmental studies and science. And then when he graduated, I told him, why don't you come over to Perth, kind of have like a little bit of a break after all those years of uni and start looking for a job and you can come and live with us during that time. And it also meant he could spend some good quality time with Hunter because I know once he gets his job, he'll be so busy. And he applied for, I think over a month, he applied for 40 jobs 
and he got a job. So it took him so a month, good. but he applied for a lot. And That's he good. was, I'm so proud of him. And he's doing a job where he gets to fly all over Australia. So oh I gosh, feel like, amazing. so I feel like yeah. we're going to get to meet him somewhere on our drives, right? On yeah. Our... He flies to South Australia. Which oh. is he got the job. And then like in a week, they were like, oh, by the way, in like, a couple of days' time, you're going to fly to South Australia. Oh, he was my like, gosh. That's um, so exciting. No, he was like, I need to go buy more socks. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, He's like, wasn't cute. prepared. But I was very proud. Yeah. Final, final little story before we get into the episode. By the way, the topic of the show is 15 minutes in, is um, your stories or your travel stories. But one more little update and then we'll get to that. We have some friends who used to live in Australia, moved to Utah. We met them. They're called the Grin Series. You've probably seen them on a few vlogs. A um, lot of vlogs. Yeah, a lot of vlogs. <laughs> Any of our Utah vlogs, um, our recent Disney World vlogs, our Southwest, not South, Southern America road trip vlog. So they have a little daughter called Emma and she just graduated uni. Now they no, can't. She graduated high school. High school. Wants to go to uni. They live in small town Kitimat. I'm pretty sure it's just a handful, like a few thousand people live there. And she wanted to take a gap year because she's going to university next year. And she wanted to come to Australia. That was six months ago. And with all the issues on Australia only limiting so many people to come in, it's taken her six months to come here. And we kind of lost hope that she was coming here. We yeah, just was I wasn't like, expecting her to be able to get here in the end. So on Sunday... We are just doing a little Skype catch up with the Grin series. They're like, how are you guys doing? How's They're the van? Very sneaky. Very <laughs> sneaky when you guys listen to this. And I get a doorbell ring on a Sunday at 7.30. In the morning. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was the postman. I was like, why is the postman that's here a, so early? That's a good time to come because yeah. you guys are usually up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. <laughs> always up. And then I go to answer the door and I'm just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Which was and crazy. I was in shock. Yeah, so. Emma is here. We've been hanging out with her. We've been taking her and Hunter to go meet wombats and koalas and kangaroos. All of the. Things. We did an escape room. We did, and we escaped. Oh, we, did you? We yeah. did one. A serial killer one. I thought you'd be too scared. I was scared. Oh, was I it was good? scared. It was so. Good? Yeah. I think we might be having one of the top times of escaping because oh they post gosh, the photos really? on their little escape and we could room. only find one other person who did a better time than us. Oh. So we had an hour, and we got out in thirty-seven minutes. I know. I and know. we got no it's clues. Only three people, though. We did it all ourselves. Yeah. I was so proud. And, and they were like, Did you like walk out? And they were like, Whoa, you guys are so early. Yeah, she was impressed. She, she was very yeah. impressed. Ah. Yes. But that <laughs> anyway. Is, anyway, let's get to the topic of the show. We thought we are now 11 episodes in. Let's dedicate an entire episode to you guys. We've shared our funny. Poo-poo stories. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) We've shared so many stories um, of our travels, but of course there are thousands of you out there that listen to this podcast. There's a lot of stories, and you guys said hundreds of stories. And who had to go through all hundreds? Uh, who wanted um, to go through all Cleo the- did all the work. Hey, Thank oh. you. I'm taking over the podcast. All right, Cleo. (laughs) Let's see your story. What's the story? Um... I don't know. <laughs> so I went through all your stories and I had the biggest giggle going through these stories. Because I knew I couldn't read them all yeah. like out loud right now, but I read every single story. Oh, and nice. oh my gosh, there were some really funny ones. Because I was editing the vlog over here. Jess was in the living room, so I have no idea if she's cackled I, or... I had a good giggle reading them all. You guys have some pretty funny stories. Um, now, you've decided to just do full anonymous. So. Full anonymous because some, you know, I didn't know who wanted names where, so I was like, you know what, I'll do them all full anonymous. But the ones, of course, I giggled to the most were the poo-poo stories. <laughs> <laughs> but I know poo-poo stories aren't everyone's cup of tea. So I enjoyed reading them all, and I'm only going to share... Maybe one or two with you guys. Yes, you would send a lot of poo-poo stories, but I'm only going to share like one or two of my favorites. Like one of the stories was, one of the stories I'm not sharing with you all, but it it was literally titled, the only anaconda I saw in the Amazon was in the toilet. Like, (laughs) oh my God, that's such a good caption. (laughs) But the story that I want to share is from the Dominican Republic. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. This is the first story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can you, I borrowed your laptop. And you had to Google a place, and it was in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, so did you know it was the Dominican Republic? Punta Cana. Cana. No, I didn't know where it was, and I was like, <laughs> I need to know what country this is in. But anyway, are we ready for the first story? Yeah, let's do story right. time with Jess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in Punta Cana, which is in the Dominican Republic, if no one knew. I do know, of course. And they were on their honeymoon. And it was day four of seven. 
And it was finally scuba diving day. I love how specific this is. Yeah. Four of seven scuba diving. Yeah. Cool. The day my husband was looking forward to the most. The bus ride to the drive... The bus ride to the diving spot was uneventful and took us about an hour and a half to get to from our resort. And that included picking up people on the way from other resorts, going through border checks, blah, blah, blah. We went diving, all was well, had a nice big lunch on a little island just off the main Dominican Republic island. The lunch was provided by the diving company, so it didn't seem sketchy. Mm, I think I know where this is going. You did not know where this is going. <laughs> then came time to head back to the resort. So they hopped on a boat. and so How's the scuba diving? I don't know, but it must have been good and they seemed like they had a good lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So they hopped back on a boat to head back to the main island. They had some drinks and when they got back to the main island, they went back on the tour bus to head back to their resort. My husband and I were going to be the last people dropped off, so we were put in the back of the bus. He fell asleep not far into the drive and about 25 to 30 minutes into the drive, he woke up from dead asleep. He looked at me all panicky and whispered to me, (laughs) I have to poo. (laughs) We were about 40 minutes into the drive at this point, meaning we still had a good 45 minutes till we were back at our resort and we had no idea what to do. We were both terrified. (laughs) We were both terrified to get back up and tell the tour guide who didn't speak much English at all about needing to pull over on this random highway. It was flat, desolate highway with zero bushes or cover for pooping it. Oh, my God. So what did they decide to do? What did they do? So we decided to use our beach bag oh as no. a toilet. Yes. What? We covered him as best we could with our towels. The windows were already open because of the heat, and it, and it made the most indiscreet pooping experience ever. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> Try and then in brackets is like not wanting to get caught. Now we finally get back to our resort. We're the last people off, and I make him carry the poop bag off the bus. Oh <laughs> and they have to walk a good ten minutes into the resort, passing people, trying to find a way to dispose of this when we see our saving grace. There was a worker going around collecting the garbage. Oh. And I took the bag from my hubby, ran up to the worker as he was pulling the bag out of one bin and threw the poop bag in. I yelled. <laughs> Hola, gracias. (laughs) And then in brackets it says, hello, thank you. And ran back to my husband in brackets who left me behind and kept walking towards the room. Um, And then she goes, lol, poo stories can be the best knowing everyone's going through it. I don't have a funny portable potty story like Cleo's. Remember your potty (laughs) potty story? Or a temple like yours. But I do have my husband pooping in a bag on a bus. Oh, my God. That was too good. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I wonder how the honey, I mean, are they still together? I assume a story like that keeps you together. Exactly. When when you go through something like that, it definitely brings you together. (laughs) That was too good. That was a good start to it all. Okay, I lied. I have one more poop. Oh. Okay, just one more. Okay, so I love how you put it on the front end of this of the podcast because now everyone's just left for the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. I need to put my favorite first. Yeah. All right, so this is a funny story that happened when I was in London. I remember when we were getting off the tube and I saw Starbucks and immediately had the urge to drink a tall coffee. I did it and everything was fine until I got near the Parliament House when the excess milk that I drank started hitting me. She and this remind, it reminds me of all those TikToks that always say, if you're gluten intolerant, can't touch that bread. Oh, yeah. You know, but then if you're lactose intolerant, you're, you're like, like, give me the ice cream, I'll deal with it later. <laughs> I feel like it was like that. You know when Starbucks comes first before yeah. lactose intolerant issues? Um, so I drink yeah. so much coffee. If I was lactose intolerant, that would not be good. Would not. I would have to bring beach bags around with us all the time. <laughs> so the excess milk that she drank started to hit her. I had to find a toilet nearby and in... And I found one in a nearby park next to the Parliament House. And as as I was running to the toilet, a man comes to me and says, can you please take a video of me and my girlfriend? Because I'm planning to propose. Oh, no. Are you kidding? How did you get out of that? (laughs) She said, I couldn't say no to them while controlling my urge to run to the toilet. I had to sit down on the grass just to wait for them to finish their proposal because they had to try hold it in. And then she wrote, it was a lovely moment for them and a not so lovely for me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. Funny. That could have ended 
worse. She could have ruined a proposal. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she caught the proposal well. Yeah. I wonder if, like, to do. the person, it wouldn't, there would never, there's too many people in the world, but imagine if that person that proposed. Listen to this. And, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I proposed in front of a parliament house right near a toilet. <laughs> and I was wondering why that girl kept sitting on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> now you know why. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Want another one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have another poo-poo one. Okay. It's okay. a different type. Yeah. Okay. My funny travel story happened on a bus trip from Split to Dubrovnik. Oh, so cool. We've, we've, done, we've done that bus trip. Mm-hmm. We've done that bus trip. That's the one you need to cross into another country, I think. Yeah, I it is. I don't remember which one. Bad memory. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so she's on a bus trip from Split to Dubrovnik. When the bus stopped at Split, we were notified of an engine issue, so we had to go to a nearby bus depot to swap buses and continue the journey. An hour into the trip, the bus driver starts yelling into his phone and makes a U-turn. Everyone on the bus was confused and no one knew what was happening. We went all the way back to the depot. It turned out the driver hadn't checked to see if all the passengers were off the broken bus and he had locked five people inside and he had driven away with the key. So those wow. people were locked in the bus for like two hours. Oh, my That's God. That's crazy. I know. Imagine that. Imagine if you were those people. I know. Oh. I need to know more. I know. That's all I found out. That's I know. it. I need to know what happened when they got there unlocked. Did yeah. they scream at the bus driver? Yeah, I wonder what they were like. And imagine how scared that you would be because yeah. like, I wonder if you knew someone was coming for you or not. Oh we don't know how long gosh. it took. Well, we, they said an hour into their drive after an changing hour. the bus. So two hours yeah. sitting in that bus, what do you Waiting. do? Do you break a window? No, they just seem like they just waited. I need, yeah. I need more details. Can That's you please all. contact us back? Speaking of which, the next story I wrote down here, these are one of those short stories that you wish you knew more of the story of. Yes. Because it's like yeah. a one-sentence story. Are you ready? Oh, is it? So when I was in Harabin, China, my hair caught fire in an igloo while eating steamboat. And I Googled it. And steamboat, <laughs> steamboat is like a hot pot. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, and <laughs> on so fire like, inside an igloo. igloo. So what, did she just stand up into the roof and, and cool said, down? It said, no, she said it was an insane experience and my aunt had to use her bare hands to stop the fire. <laughs> Would you get the, grab the ice and just, yeah, I don't know what she did. Yeah, you would have put your head onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. stood up and like, cool. Just roll on the ground. <laughs> so, yeah, true. So that happens somewhere. But then again, in a panicky situation yeah, like that, you do you think, think to just be like, oh, whoop. And just stand up. And I feel like the aunt must have seen it and then just gone, oh, my gosh, and just grabbed her hands onto her hair. Good work, aunt. Want another story? (laughs) (laughs) Back in December 2016, it's so funny, I have so many stories that when I start reading, I'm like, I can't remember what this story is. I'm finding out at the same time. (laughs) Back in December 2016, I was with my family in Sapporo, Japan. We were supposed to fly back home on the 23rd, but Sapporo got hit by a huge snowstorm. We ended up having to stay four days in the airport, which included having, which included having to queue up for security and immigration for six hours every day, wow. sleeping on the airport floor overnight, like every night, and going a little hungry because the airport was running out of food. Oh, wow. And we also spent Christmas Day at the <gasps> airport too. What? And they ended with, I wonder how Jess might react to that since I know she loves Christmas. Oh, my God. That's Imagine There's four so days much, at the airport. So much to break down there because I could easily see with, like, you know, the border control, six hours, all these things happening when COVID is over and you have to go through all of these things. But two, also with the Christmas side. I what think do you mean would, with the COVID stuff? I don't know. Like, how, What is travel going to be like once we can What, do you think again? we're going to have to sleep for four nights in an airport? Not the four nights bit. I just like think a lot like of lining up. A lot, like, lot of lining up. and Yeah, well, better than sleeping for four nights on the floor in the J- Japan airport, yeah. running out of food wow. on Christmas Day. A lot of them have those capsule hotels in, in the Yeah, but everyone... Airport. Quickly got those. First, imagine, yeah, think? if you booked those out, and they would have bumped the prices up. I bet. And then imagine yeah. if you booked the one night, thinking it'll be solved in one night, and then you should have booked for the four nights. Yeah, like, damn it, we had one good night. I feel like sleep. those are one of those stories where, at the moment, you're like hating life, but it's like a funny one to look back yeah. on. They're the best stories, though, when it's the worst at the time, but then the next day you laugh about it. And having Christmas Day, I mean, it's a cool story to share with. Yeah, people. I wonder if they all went and ate. Remember at the Christmas tradition one? What did they eat in Japan? KFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they all went and got KFC. Probably. (laughs) They could have had a real Japanese experience. All right, this one's a long one. Are we ready? Yeah, I can see it takes up the whole lap. Back in summer 2019, my wife and I did a long Euro trip from the States. In total, about eight or nine countries. 
We were doing the true Lizzie McGuire movie experience. <laughs> we of course you chose this one. <laughs> they they really know how to like to me get it. in. And even hearing that, like it reminds me of our first Euro trip, how we did that all together over the weeks. Yeah. And they go on to say that they uh, they stayed in some lower quality hotels so that they could use their money for more fun experiences. You know what? When people message me and say, where should I go? I've never traveled ever. I think the first thing is, have you seen any cool movies? Have you seen anything that... You've seen and been inspired to go there. Like if you watch Mamma Mia and you're like, I really want to go to Greece. So this is so Lizzie McGuire does do that to you. <laughs> it was Italy, wasn't it? it was yeah, it was Rome. Italy. Sing to me, Paolo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they stayed in lower quality hotels and though it was sketchy at times, we had a blast. Our funniest memory from the whole trip, however, was when we stayed at a cheap hotel in Amsterdam where they had placed us in the basement level room, which could have doubled as a dungeon. semi-damp and kind of gross so we roughed it for a few days one morning we had a 7am canal cruise scheduled so we were up at 6 to get ready the shower produced more steam than they could have ever imagined so much so that our room could have been mistaken as the classic Amsterdam coffee shop (laughs) (laughs) before my wife could even turn the water off to enter shower the steam had somehow triggered the fire alarm to go off in the whole hotel completely blaring (laughs) yeah I feel like this I could totally have seen happening to us because we have been there before we're we're the annoying people in the hotel where something's gone wrong yeah (laughs) one time we were staying at a hotel and we kept trip Tripping the electricity. Yes, in bad. And then we didn't know it was us, and then we kept tripping it over and over again. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Something tells me this isn't the first time it happens. Yeah. Unless it's- um, yeah, just he says that later on. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay, okay. I opened up a hotel door to see what all the ruckus was about, <laughs> since I did not even piece together that my wife's shower had set off the fire alarm. Because <laughs> why would it? Everyone poked their head out of the door and began rushing around. I urgently told my wife to get out so we would so we could leave safely because obviously there was a fire (laughs) completely butt naked she scurried around to find clothes which was absolutely hilarious then the alarm stopped we had no clue what had happened so we finally felt like we could breathe again she went back into the bathroom flustered then thump 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 the hotel lobby attendant banged on our door seeking our attention i opened the door and he demanded to search the room because we were allegedly the ones that had set off the alarm in brackets, I guess they were able to tie it back to our room somehow. He scanned the whole room looking for weed and cigarettes, sniffing every corner as if he was a canine in an airport. It was hilarious because while he was searching high and low for a probable cause to get us kicked out, my wife was hiding in the bathroom with only a towel and I'm over in the corner trying to convince the guy that this crappy hotel didn't have good ventilation, thus triggering the alarm and getting the fire department involved. He left eventually, but was still suspicious. My wife and I then left for the cruise, which was amazing. And when we finally got back to the hotel, we decided to stop by the front desk to clear things up. It was a new woman at the desk, so I felt like I could explain myself with a fresh start. I explained what happened, and before I could even get into the details, she goes, oh, you're staying in the basement? That happens all the time in that room. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I needed a a beer after that conversation because I was literally dying laughing inside knowing that a hot shower in the basement likely wakes up an entire hotel every morning (laughs) with a fire alarm due to steam. To this day... To this day, I wish I was a fly on the wall so that I could see the amount of fluster that lived in that room between me, my wife, and the canine hotel manager. (laughs) I'm like, that is so true. I bet you like every morning everyone is woken up from that fire alarm. Anytime someone takes a shower in that basement hotel room. (laughs) Surely they should just not put people in the basement. Yeah. Isn't it a call-out fee for the the fire department to come? Isn't it going to cost more? Do you think the fire department knows? Oh, it's the basement bathroom again. Yeah, Here we go. They wouldn't rock up. And yeah, then when it's a real one. Exactly. <laughs> I want to know what this hotel is so I can check the review, see if anyone is. Oh my gosh, please direct message us and tell us the hotel. I would actually love to know. <laughs> so good. I want to go stay in the basement just to just to yeah, be the like, canine manager. You put notes on the account. I want to stay in the basement. <laughs> yes. It becomes this like iconic room everyone wants to start yes. staying in. Mm. You know, some people like to do that, what's it, that dark travel? Where they want yeah, to go dark to spooky, tourism. dark tourism, yeah. spooky oh, yeah. places. The hotel lobby of the Canine Hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next story? Yeah. Okay. So I went to the Philippines last March. Guess how it's going to turn out. Another last March. Oh, last oh, March. Oh, COVID. Last oh, March. wow. Yeah. There were few people in, in the Philippines during that time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was over there and everyone was talking about this thing called COVID. And I was like, oh my God, why is everyone making such a big deal? In brackets. I was in the South where at the time there were no cases at all. I woke up one day at 6am and my mum had messaged me saying, oh my God, you need to come home. They're shutting down the Philippines. And I was like, oh God, what do I do? I texted my boyfriend and he's like, no, you're fine. But my gut told me to come home. So by three o'clock, I was taken on a ferry all the way from Bohol to Cebu and finally made it to the airport where I got the last ticket home business class, which was the most insane experience of my life. Wow. Just imagine a little backpacker in booty shorts in business class. (laughs) In booty shorts. In in business class with all the businessmen. Anyway, two days later, the whole of the Philippines was shut down and the only flight home cost £6,000 with four changes. Wow. Yeah. All I can think is, thank God I didn't listen to my boyfriend and I was officially the most bougie backpacker on a flight home for once. (laughs) (laughs) Bougie booty shorts. (laughs) In business class. Wow, that's crazy. We we were going to go travelling. In we March. were going to yeah. go to Dubai. Dubai, I remember. We'd got so a, a tourism board job. And yeah. Flights were booked. Like and I was flights. 30 weeks pregnant at this time, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And flights were booked. Hotels were booked. And I went to Stephen. I just have this gut feeling yeah. that this COVID thing is bigger than we think. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, two weeks later is when things started going. And we didn't go. Instead, we ended up doing that um, caravan trip down yeah. in WA. And uh, like a couple of days after that, our borders shut. Yeah. So, I know, imagine if we had issues coming back in. Yeah, no, you had to rush home, didn't you? Or was it just perfect timing? No, oh, it was, it was perfect, perfect timing. timing. Oh. Yeah. It was right when toilet paper ran out. Yeah. And then we got home. <laughs> yes. yes, of course. <laughs> this story was titled, President Obama kicked me out of my hotel room. What? Oh, what? I That's know. So this is cool. <laughs> I love having all these stories just given to you. Because I, I feel like you'd need to either... And normally we know the stories. Yeah. yeah. This time... We don't. We don't actually know the stories. Even I don't because I can't remember these. (laughs) But here I go. Several years ago when Barack Obama was president, we went on a vacation to Acadia National Park in Maine. When we arrived in town, I noticed several signs welcoming the president. So I Googled on my phone and sure enough, the president was in town for the first presidential visit to the area in almost 100 years. Wow. So we proceed on to the hotel and go inside to check in. The guy at the desk says, sorry, even though you have a reservation, you cannot check in. He wouldn't explain why and offered at a room at a much lower quality motel down the street. We soon discovered that the president was about to check into our original hotel and most of the other guests were kicked out due to security concerns. Wow. Which I didn't know they did that. So it means if the president's like, you know what, I'm going to go stay at the hotel this week. Everyone that's booked in just is like, okay, well, you're not staying here anymore. Wow. Who pays for that? I'm guessing the hotels would pay for that. I don't know. So just said so over the next few days, we watched the news as the president did most of the things that were on our itinerary. We even saw the motorcade a couple of times. In the end, they comped our stay at the cheap motel and we had to adjust our schedule due to attractions being closed for security. It was a trip I'll never forget. That's Aww. that's pretty interesting. I know. And wow. imagine be, like having your itinerary as well of all these things you want to do. And yeah. then you're like, well, we'll go here today. Oh, wait, no. We can't. Obama's there today. Yeah. You don't have to like flip your itinerary that's to the so opposite. Annoying. I know. Yeah. Speaking of like US presidencies, I mean, we were on a tourism job in Ireland or Northern Ireland. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, they're, they're really nice because they like to put us up in like nice rooms to make us feel comfortable. And we stayed in a room that Hillary Clinton stayed in. Do you remember? The most bombed hotel in Europe. Yes. And it randomly said when you walked, it was like a little pamphlet being like, Hillary Clinton stayed here. No, I think it had a little... A plaque, did it? A plaque saying that Hillary Clinton stayed there. I was like, wow, that is pretty cool. But reading that story, I was thinking, I feel like if it was our prime minister... What, ScoMo? I don't think... um... I feel like they wouldn't (laughs) at all... Everyone would just stay in the hotel and be like, hey, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Throw your chip. (laughs) It's like so different over here. Have you heard that song? What? The Get On The Beer song? Maybe because I've been in the... um, I've got to play for you afterwards. I think he said... They've cut two words and they said something about beers and then get on something and they've just made it into the song. Well, on TikTok or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's probably on TikTok. Probably. It was like, get on the beers and then it turns into like this big and it's rave song. Prime Minister it's our Prime Minister. It's our Prime Minister. That's Great. all we need to know about Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this next story is one of those stories that kind of like, it's not like a funny story or poo poo story. It's one of those ones that really inspires you to travel. Hmm. When I read that, I was like, oh, that got me like excited for me to get to go traveling again. Oh, that's cute. So they wrote, the most incredible experience I have had traveling was in my beautiful home country, New Zealand. 
My husband and I had been a had made a trip to Milford Sound and we were booked on an overnight cruise. It was spring, but there had been a fresh dumping of snow. It was evening. All the day tours had finished and our boat was the only one in the sounds. They asked who wanted to go kayaking. Out of the whole boat, there were only about eight of us brave enough to leave the warmth and comfort of the boat. Although it was spring, it was pretty cold. Picture this, the whole sounds to ourselves paddling around in a kayak next to a massive snow-covered fjord that seemed to reach as far up as the sky and plummet to the depths of the sea. We were also out during a thunderstorm. The impressive oh, wow. I know. I can just like picture it. It just must it be just an am- amazing. So amazing. Yeah. The impressive booming sounds of thunder bounced around the fjords. It was one of those moments where you feel so small but in a good way. A moment where you marvel at how incredible nature is. While I'm sitting in my kayak with these thoughts thinking it doesn't get much better than this, a pot of dolphins turned up. Wow. An experience that will never be forgotten and a moment that takes your breath away. Oh, that sounds so I amazing. I know. I'm like, and it's like so all these, and all these like things that were going wrong, but just right. Yeah. Like how it was too stormy. So no one else was out there. No one else wanted a kayak. And then because she said yes to all these things, she got to have probably one of her most amazing experience, travel yeah. experiences. I think the best experiences are the ones that put you out of your comfort zones and two things. If you're like scared to say if you wanted to go bungee jumping or something, but the other one is just the inconvenience. I love getting up for sunrise when I'm traveling, even though I, it's no one likes getting up for sunrise, but then it's it's always worth it. It's always worth it because there's no one around. The light looks so beautiful. And moments like that, I'm just picturing you're in the warm boat and I said, let's go kayaking. You're like, uh, that's a crazy idea. But then maybe when you're traveling, you have that, don't they say that psychological thing where you do things? Yeah, you, you become wouldn't. more of a yes man. Yeah. 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 That's so that true. That sounds like one of those moments. Okay, so the next story is titled Japanese Toilet Trauma. Oh, the Wait, bidets. Trauma. Let me say that again. Right. Okay. So the next story is titled Japanese Toilet Trauma. <laughs> okay, I may have made us just say that twice because I said trauma. Japanese toilet trauma. trauma. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> Try saying it five times fast. Japanese toilet, Japanese toilet trauma, Japanese toilet trauma, Japanese toilet trauma, Japanese okay, toilet uh, trauma. <laughs> trauma. Gotcha. All right, are you ready for this trauma? <laughs> My wife and I are super keen travelers and have loads of great, ridiculous, and terrifying stories. But this is the first we, but this is the first time we discovered a Japanese toilet. Do you remember when we first discovered it? Yes, we filmed your reaction, I'm pretty sure, the little bidets. Yes, and I remember the first time when we walked into – remember when we walked into the Into store? the capsule hotel. Yes. yes, and the lid just opens by itself and we're like, I haven't whoa. Experienced it. it's, it's something you definitely oh, want to experience yeah. unless you read this story and then you're like, oh, maybe oh, I'm maybe fine not. with that. Are you ready? <laughs> What's the trauma? We went to Japan in 2019 and when we got to our first hotel, I decided I'll test out one of their infamously complex toilets. So there I was in this little ensuite bathroom faced with a small toilet and about 45 different buttons to choose from. There is a lot of buttons. It what? is a lot of buttons. And yeah. it's, in, it's in like Japanese All of which language. was, of course, in Japanese. So I had no idea what they might do. I stood a safe distance away from the toilet and pressed one of the many buttons, nervous and eager to see what might happen. <laughs> to my surprise, a small wand started to protrude from the back of the toilet bowl. <laughs> then, in a moment of utter chaos, the toilet wand started firing water at me. <laughs> so descriptive. This wasn't just a gentle sprinkle of water either. This was a full-on industrial pressure washer kind of madness. <laughs> like Dad's water pressure hose. <laughs> I did what anyone would have done. Screamed in fear and dived out of the way. Once I was no longer... That would have made things worse. <laughs> uh, it did. <laughs> Once I was no longer in the firing line, the toilet water was free to shoot out of the toilet bowl, <laughs> through the open bathroom door and directly into my wife's open suitcase in the little hallway of our hotel room. Oh, no. I would have loved to have seen that because I'm guessing the husband was just sitting on the bed. Yeah. The husband jumped out of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, and I can imagine you were just on no, the No, the toilet. wife is on the bed watching all Oh, sorry, I've got the... Yeah, you got the wrong. Yeah. She was lying on the bed listening to all this unfold. From her point of view, the situation must have looked slightly different because she was screaming and something along... She was screaming something along the lines of, oh my God, why are you peeing into my suitcase? Oh. <laughs> Face the other way. Face the other way. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor girl probably thought I was so deliriously jet-lagged that I walked into the bar 
bathroom, sat down on the loo and then peed straight out into the open door. <laughs> hey, jet lag gets the most of people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she promptly ran over to the door and slammed it closed, leaving me and the out-of-control toilet safely contained. It's safe to say that after nearly getting my head blown off by this super soaker toilet and drenching my wife's holiday packing on night one of our trip, I did not press any more Japanese toilet buttons. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. No. I feel like we've all been there. <laughs> Even me, remember, except I decided to sit on the toilet to experience that super soaker thing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, there's different yeah. buttons. <laughs> I think I pressed the super soaker, trust me. Yeah, you probably did. It was an experience. Because it can warm the seat. Yeah. There's like a super soaker that points to different parts. What? You can make little rainforest noise. Oh, my It's God. very fancy. You can warm up the seat. Which I don't know. Because it's always a bit weird when you sit on the seat and it's warm. Yeah, so it does I don't feel know like, about the whole warm. It does thing. feel like yeah. someone recently gone on there to do That's number twos so and then true. you're sitting on. It feels like a bit weird. On it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next the next story is from some fellow Australians. By the way, a lot of these stories seem seem to happen in Japan. I'm just pointing it out. There. Oh yeah, <laughs> mate, I don't know why they just. True to me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, this one. If we ever do this again, it has to be a Lizzie McGuire themed Japanese <laughs> poo poo story. That's how you get when... on the store on the on the on the episode. Yeah, this is what happens when Jess gets to choose the stories, okay? Yeah. They've been good. They've been good. Okay. So back in 2002, my now hubby, Paul, oh, we've got oh. a name. Paul. Had just completed his Air Force training. Get back. No. Paul no, cannot no. fly. <laughs> Had just completed his Air Force training and we got our first posting, Darwin. We arrived in March 2002, and within the first week, Paul took a trip to the local drive through Bottolo and bought a six-pack of beer. Now, if you're not from Australia, a Bottolo is a bottle shop, and yes, we have drive through bottle shops. I'm not sure if that's something in other countries, but we have I that here I went through a drive through bottle shop to try to get some Matzos when you were down south, and he says, I don't have Matzos. What else would you like? And I panicked because... I like to just look at what I'm getting because we don't drink at all. So we don't really know besides like, like that's his ginger beer. Can I just have a side? He's like, what side? I'm like, I don't know. Pick one for me. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't yeah. drink that much. But yeah, that was my drive through experience. Well, they had a way better drive through experience because what happened was that they drove through the bottle shop was a bit of a novelty as we didn't have one in our hometown. Anyway, the beer he bought came with a coupon to enter competition. He decided to enter his details and then put the coupon on the fridge and forget all about it. A few weeks later, the phone rang and I answered. A lady wanted to talk to Paul. He'd just come off a night shift, but I sensed the call was important, so I woke him up. This lady asked him if he had entered a competition, to which he replied, yes. She then you said, always reply yes. You always <laughs> reply yes. She then said that we had been drawn as one of the winners and that we'd won a trip to the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, cool. Yeah. All the way in... Um, it's in France. In France, yeah. Still half asleep, in brackets, and 19 years old and uneducated about the world. He asked if Cairns was in Sydney, <laughs> to which she replied, uh, no, it is in France. We had an all-expenses-paid trip with Stella Artois to the Cairns Film Festival. Our accommodation was a massive cruise ship which was docked in the middle of the French Riviera. We had, wow. I know. We had VIP access to star-studded parties and all the Stella we could drink. Yep, an insight into how the rich and famous live. We still have the coupon 19 years later and memories of the most amazing trip. Moral, moral of the story, always enter competitions, someone's got to win. Oh, wow. And she actually had sent me some pictures, so I got to see pictures, and you can tell they're yeah. so young yeah, and look like they're like in ballrooms. Like it looks so cool. Oh, oh that's cool. So I wonder who they met. 2003 Cannes Film Festival, I'm 2002. guessing. Well, oh, yeah, maybe in 2003. And we know that their drink of choice is Stella Artois. Mm, I didn't get no coupons with my randomly chosen cider. I'm just putting it out there. Next time. Next time. Oh, I just realised <laughs> the next story may have happened in Japan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. Here we go, another Japan story. I was touring Japan and we were in Hiroshima in April 2016 when we had an earthquake. I was traveling with a Canadian woman, a Middle Eastern couple, and some Americans, and none of us had ever been in an earthquake before. We were on the ninth floor of our hotel, and at 1am when it happened, a bunch of us were sitting in our PJs eating mini Oreos on a bed, and then there were some strange noises and a I mean, huge... That, as you do. I know, uh, exactly. <laughs> That's why I chose this story. Because first of all, what a mix of people. They're traveling with a Canadian woman, a Middle Eastern couple, and some Americans. Yeah. 
And not and just they, eating like double stuffed Oreos, it's mini Oreos. In their pajamas at 1am, all in the same bed together. Yeah. How big is this bed? Because Japan does not have the biggest of beds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. So they said, um, yeah, so they heard a strange noises and huge citywide sirens. At first we couldn't feel it. So we had absolutely no idea what was going on. Our phones had emergency notices on them in Japanese, which none of us could read. We realised the building was moving and put it together that it was an earthquake. We all freaked out because we didn't know what to do in an earthquake, so we ran down to the fire escape and onto the road. Everything was fine, we were a little shaken, and the Japanese staff in the foyer just stood there laughing at us standing on the road in our undies with Oreos still in hand. That's so good. I would have done that. Yeah. (laughs) I would have freaked out. freaked out so hard. We've never experienced that before. No. Kaylee, our cousin, experienced it, and she said the aftershock stayed with her for the next few days. Like, she could just feel it. What? Yeah. She could, like, it was still the aftershock was happening? Or she could feel it in her bones? I can feel it in my fingers. I can feel it in my toes. Is it toes or bones? I don't know. I always used to say toes, but it's probably bones. (laughs) You know what? Toes does make more sense. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my Toes or bones? <laughs> Can you please Google this, Stephen? Okay. Is it toes or bones? This is a hard question. Important. Also, also the person that sent that story in is probably like, is that what they expect at the end of the story? <laughs> well, I actually want them to personally message me because I really want to know more of this story. Like, why are they all in bed at 1am in the Oreos? That is why I brought this up mainly is because I need to know more. Yeah. Okay, so... To continue on with it, I popped it into um, Google. Google and it says, I can feel it in my plums. I can feel it in my waters. I can feel it in my fingers. fingers. Why is that the he third typed, one? I can feel it in my... I can feel it in my toes. Oh, J-K-E. Right. did it again. Who sang of that course. song? Wet, wet, wet. Oh. I've never heard of that band before. Wow. Oh, cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> From the motion picture, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Next story. <clears throat> Hi, Jess Stephen, and in brackets, and Cleo. Oh, and she put that in brackets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I will always remember is how my parents, brother, and I ended up on the cover of the Icelandic newspaper. Oh, cool. I know. Did they lose their luggage? Because we should have been on the front. Like, we should have. I remember that. <laughs> this happened in July 2014. On our last day in Iceland, we went whale watching. We didn't see any whales, and we got completely soaked because there was a storm at sea. On our way to the airport, though, in our wet clothes because we didn't have time to change, my mum was looking around the bus, obviously bored. So for some reason, reason, she started looking at the Icelandic newspaper, which some guy on the bus was reading. He was seated across from us. I see my mum leaning closer and closer to the cover to eventually shout in Flemish, in brackets, a.k.a. Dutch language from Belgium, Oh, my Belgium. God! I'm going to try and speak in um, Flemish. Okay. Oh, my God! Dat... <laughs> I said it so wrong. Actually, maybe that? it's Vij. That sounds. Oh my god, dat jin Vij. That sounds like a terrible German accent. Which is oh my god, that's us. <laughs> By the Sorry, way, can I just put it up there? I speaks Flemish. Flemish sounds like when you've got like phlegm, yeah, stuck in your throat. Maybe because phlegm and Flemish, it's the same. No, words, I'm sure there's it? zero. Oh yeah, true. The history so of should it? I more say it? Oh my god! What? <laughs> Am I just being really mean? Being terrible. It's, <laughs> it's really fun to say. Everyone, one, two, three. Oh my god! That zin Oh my god! It's us. <laughs> the guy, obviously scared to death, jumped up, and my mum almost fell into the aisle. After a lot of explaining in English, we got the newspaper from the man. Turned out that a photographer took a picture of a boat. <laughs> I'm still laughing at what I just did. I'm sorry. <laughs> After a lot of explaining in English, we got the newspaper from the man. Turned out that a photographer took a picture of a boat we were on to watch Puffins the day before, and that turned into the cover photo of the newspaper. Oh, so cool. I know. Imagine Ooh. if we never knew or saw that newspaper. So this is my story. Have a nice day, everyone. <laughs> oh, I love like that. Uh, can you actually please Google like Flemish and type this in, and I want to hear what it's meant to sound like. like. How Google says it? Yeah, because I want to know how to say this, because then if I'm ever in Belgium, and I want to say, oh, my God, that's us. Yeah. I'll know how to say it properly. <laughs> You'll probably be on the newspaper. So I think <laughs> yes, you're... if I ever see myself on the newspaper, I'm going to say so this in Flemish. So it's like a dialect of Dutch. Yeah, that they speak in Belgium. So do you reckon if I go to translate.google, it's going yeah, to pop up with Flemish? No. Guessing... 
Oh, no, really? Flemish doesn't pop up? No, maybe because it's a dialect. Okay, if anyone can speak Flemish, send me on Instagram a video of you saying, oh, my God, that's us. And in next podcast episode, I will play the recording so we can all hear how you're meant to say it. Oh, cool. (laughs) It's a long shot, but I'm sure we'll get that. Yes. Okay, so the next one was titled Icebreaker Indeed. Mm. A day I'll never forget is when I went heli hiking on France Joseph Glacier in New Zealand, which we have oh, done. Very cool I experience. Really want to do that. Very cool. Yeah. And it's actually really hard to do because it has to be the perfect weather to be able to go on there. So oh, okay. a lot of days can be cancelled and then you have to wait till finally it's good weather. Oh. So a lot and of And if people... you're just travelling through, you might miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of like put a few days aside. So it's pretty cool that they're able to do it. But anyway. We were hiking the glacier when my sister had to bend down to tie her shoelace. Now, the tour guide stressed numerous times to our group to stay to his path as it's unsafe otherwise. He was very vigilant and checked on us often. He had also illustrated just how unsafe it is from the unskilled glacier hiker. He plunged his walking stick into what appeared to be a shallow puddle, but it was in fact five feet or more in Classic. Depth. They did that for us as well. I was always yeah. worried. Well, you can see now why. No, no, Ready? you can see now why. In the midst of not thinking clearly, I deviated from the path to get around my sister as she was tying her lace. I hear the tour guide fearfully yell, stop, no, 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 please don't move. I stop dead in my tracks and I slowly hear the ice beneath me begin to crack amongst oh, wow. the deafening silence. Oh, my God. I see the rest of the group staring at me in utter horror as the ice in front of me caves in and collapses. Oh. Next thing I know, I'm swallowed up by the glacier. What? Oh, what? Yeah. My butt is stuck in the crack and my arms and legs are the ice. <laughs> <laughs> should be laughing. Okay, just picture. Yeah. I know. We're not laughing. But. <laughs> yeah. My butt is stuck in the crack and my arms and legs are the only body parts visible. My, <laughs> my body was folded in half. Oh. So she's like this in it. The tour guide and another gentleman pulled me out. I ended up fracturing my wrist. Oh, I know. And getting up. I'm like, Why are you because we shouldn't laugh. I know. No, I just feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just the way she's written it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially I, my butt fell in the crack. Yeah. That just yeah. like <laughs> my immaturity. I ended up fracturing my wrist and getting a partial cast an eight hour drive away in Queenstown the next day and flying back home to the US the morning after. At oh, least wow. this all yeah. happened on our final day, which meant I made it our entire three weeks vacation in New Zealand. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and that's a great. cool story to end it And with. it also shows whenever they say don't deviate from the path, you definitely shouldn't deviate yeah. from the path. Oh, if you had done that, I would have to have taken a photo before helping Can you Can you imagine <laughs> seeing my hands and feet? You would not. No, he no would this is one of those stressing no. out. You'd have been like, my Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> my Jesse. Yeah, I decided yeah, I that's what you would have said. <laughs> <laughs> so the next story I've written here, some of your stories sound straight from a movie. So this must sound straight oh. from a movie. Are we ready? When I was 18 in 1995, I'd flown from Nice to London. I ended up missing the last bus to Birmingham and got stranded in Heathrow overnight. I ended up having this bizarre breakfast club experience where I met a bunch of stranded travellers like me. We were all travelling alone, but ended up chatting, singing, and sharing amazing stories all night. Oh, cool. On no sleep, my judgment was clouded, and I even smooched a cute German guy. Oh. I I know. I gave him my number and went on my merry way. Only did I get a call from the London police a few days later. The oh, man, no. I know, the man in question had used me as an alibi and I was in fact and was in fact a very shady person. Take home message, don't talk to strangers, no matter how cute. Oh, oh. wow. I know. But I did love the whole idea of how you just meet all these people when you're stranded in an airport and you end up chatting, singing and sharing stories like that's a pretty yeah. cool night. Don't you Forget, Forget about, about me. me. <laughs> Cleo, have you seen The Breakfast Club? No. no, no it's such no. a good movie. Didn't think you no. had. Oh. Next story is titled Crown Jewels. Ooh, okay, I think okay. I know where this is going. Before my wife and I got married, Rebecca – oh, we got a name. We got a name oh, here. Sorry, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> the first name. Hey. We had a Rebecca and a Paul. If you put your name in there, I'm saying the name. <laughs> By the way, did you notice in the last podcast we did a DNA test – and we're talking about people that we matched with. And I was like, okay, Stephen, can you bleep the name? And then I say the name and he bleeps it. And then I say the name again and it's not bad. I forgot to bleep <laughs> So everyone just heard the name. It was so good. Oh. <laughs> so can you please re- 
bleep Rebecca's name. No, Are we ready? Rebecca's name's Wait, Stephen. get ready for the bleep, Stephen. Before my wife and I got married, beep treated me to a weekend away in a castle in North Wales, UK. Oh, cool. It was a spa break, so the first day involved lots of treatments and massages. Wait, wait, wait. I, people from North Wales, what are the people that live there called? Like, what is Oh, aren't they called North Walshians? <laughs> Don't you <laughs> forget about it <laughs> We were given gowns, slippers, and a paper underwear to wear. In between all the sessions, we were told to go and relax in their calming rooms. This involved lines of lie-down beds, calming music, and magazines to read. I chose a bed opposite the entrance, popped myself on, and sat reading. Many people came into the room, gave me looks, and walked back out again. I couldn't understand. The penny dropped around an hour later, and several other people doing the same routine. My paper pants had ripped and my crown jewels were out on display for everyone to see. Oh, oh no. Very embarrassing. But it made it to my wedding speech when we were finally got married. Oh, that's oh. so good. I've got I've got it on video. The wedding Wait. speech. Oh. And not the crown jewels. You knew. You always know the little joke that's gonna come. <laughs> and then they keep going. Oh, yeah. I love flying the nest, by the way. Rebecca and I travelled so much since we got together in 2012, making over 150 flights together. Wow. 2016 was what was our crazy year. Every other weekend, we'd finish at the office on a Friday and travel 125 miles from our home in the Peak District to Heathrow Airport to fly somewhere different. We'd then fly back on a Sunday night, grab a hotel wow. at Heathrow, and what? get into the office for 9am. Like wow. you, I wow. know. That's so that's, such good dedication. That's crazy. That's making the most of it. Yeah. I love that. Like you, we decided to buy a house and have a baby. Like He's... you, I've never had my crown jewels out. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like you, we decided to buy a house and, <laughs> have, a, interrupt. and have a baby. <laughs> he is now 20 months old and oh, whilst our travel has been restricted due to Rupert and COVID. Oh, I've got another name <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> Rebecca and Rupert. Um, so restricted you to Rupert and COVID, we live back our memories by watching you guys. You both seem very much a parallel to ours without the vlogging. Take care, Reese and Rebecca. Oh, we got all everyone. Reese, yeah, Rebecca everyone. and Rupert. I see <laughs> lots of a thing there, lots of ours. Mm. <laughs> okay, everyone, final story of oh, the night. Better be a poo-poo story. No. Oh. It's not the anaconda story. Oh. <laughs> All right, last story. In Berlin, Germany, three of us decided to go see the main part of the Berlin Wall, the memorial part. Everyone emphasised it's easy to find and when you get to the station, it's basically there. When we arrived, we stood on the corner, dumbfounded, unaware what, where it was. There was also a lot of walls. We turned left and walked along this wall, eventually convincing ourselves that this was the Berlin Wall. We were analysing it. There were dented holes in it, which we thought were bullet holes. The other side of the wall was also very eerie, like a desolate park. It was also a very long wall. I even took a piece of it. (laughs) After an hour of walking along, we decided to head back to the station, content that we'd seen the Berlin Wall. Though confused, there was nothing to state it was, or artwork, or any memorial plate pieces. As we arrived back to the station, looking across the road, we spotted the actual Berlin Wall. Oh, no. Where it was a lot bigger, had memorial walls, and a lot of tourists. Of course, we had to spend another hour at the actual Berlin Wall. After feeling like absolute donuts, we now laugh at it looking back. A friend of mine now lives in Berlin and could not understand how he missed it and says, <laughs> it's right there. So true. I didn't keep the piece of the fake Berlin Wall, but kind of wish I had for the lols. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Absolute fans of the vlogs and podcasts. Makes my day so much brighter. Oh, nice. How really, good uh, is everyone's so story? I know. You're have and there was so like 18 fun, like, stories of hundreds that got sent through. So many. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could do a part two one day. Yeah, I, I know. Got so, and so many more good ones. That was so interesting to, like, listen. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, because it's cool because you meet people and then someone has a funny story to tell. Yeah. But because of this awesome platform, we can get like a collective. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys, for sending in your stories. We have a little fun one for the next episode. Yes, we have decided for the next episode. What we're going to do is do a countdown. Yes. Top 10 experiences that we've ever experienced while traveling. Yeah, to get you. It's 2021. Let's get you guys a little bit inspired out there because um, hopefully we can all start traveling in the near future, but we thought over the last, well, we've done, we've been traveling for at least 10 years now, some cool experiences that we've done. So we're going to break it down. Are we going to do it 
like number ten one. To one. Ten, ten to one. Ten to one is actually going to be ranked. And this is going to take us a while to even come up together because we've never done this before. So no. Stephen and I are going to have to sit down yeah. and really work out what are our top 10 best experiences we have ever done. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'll put up a little question if you guys wanted to send in some questions about, I know you don't know what the experiences are, but if you wanted to send in some of your experiences or if you want to send some questions through, flyingthenest.tv slash podcast. And I'd like to read out a couple of reviews. So on the iTunes podcast store. Haven't we hit... 200 reviews now yeah i think we i think we're 199 199 who's gonna make it 200 oh we will read the 200th review in the next podcast oh yes so he's gonna be the best to do it (laughs) (laughs) well we actually read a couple of reviews so we'll do 200 and 201 so sarah said super fun every time i feel like i'm sitting and chatting with my friends it's so heartwarming and funny p.s please have clear on even when you're traveling and Aww. don't worry, we are working that out. Yeah. We're yes. thinking some sort of Zoom idea, right, Steve? Yeah. yeah. Because people are asking that once we go traveling, is Cleo still going to be on the podcast? And of course, of course. Yeah. I need to set up in my room. Yes. yes. We're going to work it out and we're still going to have Cleo on the podcast. And I'll time. have like a green screen and pretending I'm traveling. Oh yes. my gosh, you should definitely get a green screen. That <laughs> we can do that with Zoom, cool. right? Yeah. Oh, you can. And you can choose each each week, you can choose a different destination <laughs> that you are in. <laughs> That's such I'm a good I'm idea. Just here. <laughs> I'm in the, the Milford Sounds. There's my pot of dolphins, the lightning's in the background. But can we not make aware of it so that people that just who didn't listen to this episode and an hour like, into this why episode is like, already got these always got these backgrounds yeah no or like why is claire traveling isn't is claire in is that a d- bidet behind claire is she in japan <laughs> is she in the dominican republic <laughs> that would be actually such a good um lucy d sent in favorite podcast this has become my new favorite podcast i have an hour-long commute and listening to this podcast makes the time fly by I feel like Stephen, Jess, and Cleo. Did she say Cleo? Yeah, she, she did say Cleo. Are my close friends. If you're ever in Chicago and need a tour guide, let me know. We haven't been to Chicago. No, we haven't. Actually, technically, we have. We have. Should I quickly share that story? Years no, and years no, and years no, and years don't. and years ago. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, come on. Go, 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 go. It was like. <laughs> oh, I remember the story. The yes, cinema? We really experienced oh, Chicago. Yes. So we had a 10 hour layover in Chicago. Back when we were, what, 20, didn't really know we what to do with our lives. We the cheapest on Skyscanner, and if it's, you know, $100 less, but we have a 10-hour layover, three different stops, we're like, yeah. We'll do, do that, that one. one. I want to save the $100. <laughs> so we had a 10-hour layover in Chicago, but we couldn't afford to go into the city, and we didn't know what to do with our bags. So what we decided to do was walk all the way to a cinema and Just go and watch three movies back to back with our luggage. Completely located right next to the airport. Like we walked yeah. there. <laughs> so that's what we did when we went to Chicago. What did we watch? We watched Aliens versus Cowboys or something? We watched that one with Steve Carell and I really liked it and you didn't like it and I think you need to rewatch it because I bet you a lot of people here will like it. What is the movie called? With Steve Carell. Yep, and Ryan Gosling. And Emma Stone. Oh, yes. That funny one that isn't funny and there's a big scene where they but all have a big so, argument in the backyard or something. It's such a good movie. <laughs> Everyone's probably screaming right now the name of the movie. It's a really good movie. You need to rewatch it. Okay. Anyway, that was our time in Chicago. This is the part where we sing, by the way. <laughs> the Little Podcast by Stephen and Jess. Stephen and Jess. Stories by Flying the Nest. The Little Podcast by Stephen and Jess. Stephen and Jess. Oh, wow. <laughs>